Hey Four Oaks, Josh here with another uh, opportunity for us to think together uh, on the occasional podcast. We are going to do another edition of Four Things for Four Oaks, and I am joined today by a very special guest, my friend Karen Olfson. Karen is uh, the director of Tallahassee Biblical Counseling Ministries and is uh, helping uh, lead a group of ladies uh, who are getting a women's ministry started at Four Oaks and is just a a dear friend and a a gift to our church. So thanks for joining us today, Karen. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Doing very well. Um, Very excited about what you're doing. Oh, thank you. And glad to be a part of it. Fantastic. Thanks for participating. So Karen, uh, it, tell, can you tell us a bit about um, about what you do uh, as you're directing TBCM and, and what your ministry is about? Sure. Thank you. Yes, Tallahassee Biblical Counseling Ministries is just what it says, a counseling ministry. Um, we have three biblical counselors, and the idea for biblical counselors, we use the Word of God as our authority versus... Um, outside of that you know psychology or anything like that we just go strictly by the word of god and um so we have three counselors and we are staying really busy this year with the pandemic and everything um we have just um have quite a waiting list and um so we're staying very busy and i love the ministry it's just a really cool ministry to really disciple people Mm -hmm. in the word of god and um, very rewarding. That's great. I'm so uh, we're so glad to have uh, to have you and uh, and Greg as a as a part of our church, and uh, thankful for your ministry as well. So you have uh, you spend a lot of time. Uh, it's sort of your vocation, uh, mm-hmm. thinking about how we um, understand and apply God's word to the various situations that we find ourselves in as human beings. Uh, who have sin nature and uh, mm-hmm. make bad choices and yep. <laughs> and are also, um, we're both victims and victimizers. And God's Word has uh, the resources that, that we need f- to address the, the, the fundamental issues of, of discipleship and how we, how, we, how we locate ourselves in the story that He's writing uh, right. in our lives and in the world. And, and so I know that you spend most of your time thinking about how to do that well. And so mm-hmm. um, I thought it'd be great to have you on to, to talk through uh, four things to consider if you want to know and obey the Bible better. Four things to consider if you want to know and obey the Bible better. So we're gonna do um, we're gonna do some work on that subject. Number one, consider an attention audit. So what that means is uh, consider what you're giving uh, your your what you're aiming your your soul at, what you give your eyes to, um, what you're giving your emotional life, your thought life. What do you think about when you have nothing to do? What do you do when you have nothing to do? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you ever spend time away from your cell phone and find yourself in a spot where you have an idle moment and you are reflexively like reaching for it, <laughs> trying to find it right. so you can see what's going on in the world? Did I miss something? Did someone like my post on Instagram? Um, did did someone tweet something funny? You know, it's 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 crazy how much. Uh, time and energy we give to 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 our phones, um, but there's something there's something fundamental about who we are as human beings is that we're we're image bearers, and so we're we can think of our we exist to reflect uh, to reflect something like a like a mirror does. We're we're meant to be um, we're meant to image God in right. God's world, mm-hmm. and um, 
So if we're going to image him rightly, we need to be beholding him fundamentally and frequently. Um, and w- there's something that's, that's, that's fundamental about who we are as human beings, that we become what we behold. And the things that we're looking at, that we're giving our attention to, that we're taking into our souls um, regularly and, and with the greatest relish uh, and, and, and doing that in a way that's, that's habituated uh, mm-hmm. over time, that ends up forming and shaping who we are. And so an attention audit would be to, to as honestly as you can, um, think about what's forming you and think about what you're giving your attention to. Uh, so for, for me, um, the reason I've gotten so, um, so into this idea is because I did one uh, on myself and I was seeing, man, I was spending a lot of time looking at things that are not fundamental and not important. And so time on social media, things like that, that's what it was for me. It might be other things for other people, mm-hmm. but, um, but learning to, but just paying attention to what you're paying attention to is, right. is, is mm-hmm. so, it's so very often important. first step. So what would, what would you say about that? Um, that is very important. Um, just, you know, with counseling and stuff, that is something that we do ask our clients, you know, where are they giving their attention to? If they're mm. not, you know, in a regular Bible study and the Word of God on a regular basis, um, then what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things we try to do in our counseling is to help them create the habit of having a daily Bible reading. Mm-hmm. Because just as you said, what we give our attention to on a regular basis, that's what we become. I mean, mm-hmm. the scriptures tell us that, yeah. you know, very clear with that. And so as believers, you know, we are given such great opportunities that, you know, through our Lord um, that, you know, we have that choice. You know, do I stay on Facebook all day because I'm scared I'm going to miss something mm-hmm. versus knowing this awesome creator God um, and getting to know him and really falling in love with him. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, if I didn't pay attention to Greg and I paid attention over here to something else, you know, I wouldn't know Greg. I wouldn't yeah. know his attributes and his character and, and fall in love with him, mm-hmm. you know, more and more. If I didn't give him the time, and that's very much like us and our Lord. If we mm-hmm. don't give him time, then we don't know him. That's right. Yeah, and so I think I remember John Piper saying, I think just as Twitter was becoming big, uh, he 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 said something like, you know, social media will will ultimately reveal that none of us have any excuse <laughs> on the last day <laughs> for why we didn't spend enough time in the Word or in time in oh, prayer, uh, hmm, because we we make God. time for all those other things, and uh and it's real, and I I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. for anybody who feels convicted, I feel convicted. The reason I've been on the reason I don't have any social media accounts now is because I, you know, we're doing a different <laughs> podcast on that. <laughs> we are, um, but I just found that man, I, when I audited my attention, I didn't like uh, what, what I saw, said. and and the disciplined. Uh, daily practice of of being in the word of 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 praying and, and embracing those practices not fundamentally because they're for me but because they are forming me mm-hmm. um is it was just so important and so uh consider an attention audit and then see where where does god's word and where does prayer uh where does um a life of communion with christ actually show up in your daily life that's mm-hmm. the first thing to consider if you want to know and obey the bible better what's number yes. two um, consider God wants you to be a doer and not just a hearer of his word. He doesn't want us just to gain knowledge. Mm-hmm. He wants us to actually put into practice the things that we are learning. 
Um, and he gives us a warning in that, even in the scriptures. Um, there is a verse that says that knowledge puffs up. Mm-hmm. You know, I have all this knowledge. Okay, but what is it doing for you? Um, and one of the verses that we use in counseling quite often is Matthew seven twenty four through 27. And our Lord tells us, if you hear his words and you practice them mm-hmm. or you do them, then you're wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you hear his words and you don't, then you're foolish. Mm-hmm. And we get kind of stuck on the rock thing. But it's really, he's talking about practicing or not practicing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just... God's word is just like anything else. We have to practice it. What I tell my clients a lot, okay, now you're learning principles of what God is saying in your particular situation, whatever it may be. Okay, now what he's going to do is going to be like the gym coach. He's going to put you in that gymnasium so that you can start working out those principles. Mm -hmm. That means, you know, Um, trials or challenges or whatever is going to come on your radar screen in order for you to work out those spiritual principles and so giving them that perspective so when they hit life you know they're thinking that oh god is working i gotta Mm -hmm. practice these principles so it kind of gives them one of those oh i'm excited i'm working type thing instead of dreading oh here's a trial yeah no okay what is god doing in it and um i know too um for me, early on, you know, I would read God's word, and sometimes, I, okay, I, I hear what you're saying, Lord, but how do you apply that? And that's where good Bible studies and stuff um, will help you, or a, a spiritually mature person will help you know how to apply. Because, mm-hmm. because a lot of believers, what we have found through our counseling ministry is, yeah, they know what it says sometimes, but how do I put it into practice? So that's yeah. one of the things we help them with. Yeah, um, I would. I just was reading recently uh, Thomas Akempis, The Imitation of Christ, which is a an, an old sort of historic work, even predates even the Reformation. But he has a great line in there. Uh, I don't. I don't know if the translator who translated it from what it was originally in into English just got really clever. Or whatever, but he says uh, Akempis says, "I would rather feel contrition than be able to define contrition." Oh, wow. <laughs> so he's making that point. It's like. Uh-huh. It's like okay, cool. You know, you know things, great. But what are you doing? Like, what are, are you experiencing? That life, mm-hmm. um, that life with God that comes when you put into practice the things that He calls you to do. And so you can discourse elegantly about uh, about contrition and forgiveness and the atonement and all that. But are you actually living a life of repentance? Are you feeling contrition for the things that you do that are wrong? And so that's really good. Um, so not just being a doer, being a doer of the word, and not a hearer. Only. Um, mm-hmm. One other thing uh, just popped into my head. Um, Neil Postman wrote uh, of the the low information to action ratio <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that is the mm-hmm. problem of humanity. You, we, we get so inundated by the flood of information coming at us that we sort of are either paralyzed and don't know yeah. what to do or just don't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's funny. The, the acronym is LIAR. L-I-A-R. <laughs> low information to action ratio. Huh. Um, and he wrote that before the internet existed. Wow. So interesting then, to think mm-hmm. about. And so... Wow. You know, you, we carry in our pockets access to all of the knowledge in the known universe, all the information in the known universe, but it's not knowledge until it's actually understood and lived out. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. So number two, consider God wants you to be a doer of his word and not just a hearer. Number three, consider your identity. So um, we have to, um, so, so often 
we make our way through life thinking about, okay, well, what do I need to do next? What's the next thing for me to do? And being a doer is really, really important. But our doing flows out of our being and our understanding of who we are and where we fit into this, you know, what story am I a part of, like cool. Alistair McIntyre says, and, and, and who God has called me to be. And so um, when we think about the way that we're just, the way Christians are described, um, particularly in the New Testament, we are called to be disciples, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a disciple, uh, Greek word is methetes. It means it just means a learner. It's someone who is in the school of a particular teacher, a particular rabbi, and we are called to be learners and mm-hmm. lifelong learners. And so there there needs to be um, uh, there needs to be a a prominence and a priority given in our in our understanding of who we are. That that man, I, I need to be growing in knowledge. I need to be adding uh, into my understanding of what it means to be. A Christian, I need to be practicing uh, the way of Jesus so that I can become more like Him, mm-hmm. and that needs to be an ongoing, um, uh, lifelong quest that we that we engage in and embark on as believers. And so, knowing who you are is really the sort of the upstream question of of what you do in a given moment. How do I respond to disappointment? How do I respond to temptation? What do I do when my my spouse speaks to me in a way I don't like, mm-hmm. or when my when one of my children disappoints me? Or when the church disappoints me, or um, when I'm confronted by someone in a way that I don't like, or that I wish they had handled it a little bit differently, the way that we respond in that moment begins with, "Well, who am I? Mm-hmm. And who has God called me to be? Um, how do I how do I relate to my neighbors and to my coworkers and to the person who cuts me off in traffic? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> uh, those are all the choices that we make in those moments all flow out of of our identity. And if we want to be uh, if we want to know and obey the Bible better, we need to we need to embrace that that sense of identity that says, okay, I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. Um, there are things that I do and I don't do because mm-hmm. I identify with Christ and because I belong to Him and my allegiance has been given to Him, and and that's just a really important thing to consider and to get square on that Christ has my highest allegiance. I am mm-hmm. His, and He calls me to be a disciple and a learner. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things too that we um, with our clients at the counseling ministry that we really try to stress early on is just that, who they are in Christ. And um, I love Ephesians 1 because it really talks about how God chose us before the foundation of the world. I mean, mm-hmm. wrap your head around that. Yeah. And that's, that's who I am, that I've been adopted into his family. Mm-hmm. You know, I am a child of the king of the universe, mm-hmm. and that's how he wants me to live. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, my that's first and foremost my identity i am a child of god who happens to be married mm-hmm. i'm a child of god who happens to be a mom i'm a child of god who happens to be a biblical counselor mm-hmm. but my first and foremost identity is being a daughter of of the high king and like you said flowing out of that then i i do want to learn mm-hmm. be a learner and and learn what it means to be part of god's family yeah you know, and he's given me such a great book through the Bible, the manual of life, you know, and, you know, he doesn't hide anything from us. It's all there, mm-hmm. you know, but it's up to us to glean out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and people might say, well, you know, the, you know, I have a hard time with the word. It's kind of dry. You know, um, it's hard to understand sometimes. Yeah, all those things can be true. Um what I have found way back when I was being challenged by my counselor about being more in the Word of God, um, I just happened to read this article 
um, by Beth Moore, who talked about her Sunday school teacher, um, a gentleman who could not teach the Word of God without crying. Mm. He loved it so much. And I just started praying, God, I want that heart because mm-hmm. I don't have that heart. I yeah. want that heart. And it's amazing how he will give you that heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, that honors him. Yeah. And so I would just challenge our hearers, you know, if you struggle in that, just ask God, give me a love for your word. Yeah, that's good. And, and he'll do that. That's really good. Um, Man, and that's a, that's a, a request that God loves to grant. You know, when we Absolutely. ask Him to to align our loves with with His and with the things that He He created and calls calls us to to love, uh, He loves to answer that prayer. And um, and uh, that's a that's a really that's a really sweet gift. And so, um, so yeah, that's number three. So we have we have made great progress here so far. <laughs> four things to consider if I want to know and obey the Bible better. Mm-hmm. Number four. Consider all things are to be done to Jesus out of faith as an act of worship. Mm. You know, um, you know, really everything we do. I mean, if you think about it, Josh, um, we were created to worship mm-hmm. right from the very beginning. Yep. So everything we do is an act of worship. Mm-hmm. It just depends upon who we worship. Yep. Really. So it's it's thinking about that. Okay, you know, I am created to worship God. So what am I doing in order to do that? And, um, and to get into the word of God, there's lots of great Bible studies out there. Bible Mm. helps, um, being in our generation today. I mean, we have so much at our fingertips Mm. that we can use some really good stuff and it's probably more trying to weed through them. But, um, you know, there's so many things out there. And one of the um, Bible studies that has helped me the most over the years, um, there's a commentary that um, the Bible speaks today mm-hmm. and the message of whatever the Bible is. And it's very practical for today. It's not like, you know, like some commentaries where they're so deep, you almost have to have a commentary for them. <laughs> but this one is just... I, oh. I spent a lot of time in those commentaries. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Now this one, um, the Bible speaks today is, is great. Yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. is um, you know for today, and it helps you know how to apply what you're studying, the book you're studying, to today. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I just got through Jeremiah, and it was amazing with all, everything that's gone on in 2020 and how we're responding as believers to 2020. How we're not any different than the day of Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. It, it was just amazing to me. Um, the other one that has helped me a lot is um, it's called Self Confrontation, um, a manual for in-depth discipleship, and it's a workbook. But it helped me learn how to learn the scriptures and how to apply the scriptures. And when most people look at this manual, um, they kind of step back and say, "Oh my gosh, this is college level." It really isn't. It is in depth. It is intense. But it's so practical, mm. and um, I probably learned more through that study how to apply the scriptures to daily life than any other study. So we have a lot of stuff out there that's available to us. It's just, you know, are we willing to look for it and start working on it? That's really good. And the the um, I, I like the way that you 
you've said that, consider that all things are redone to Jesus out of faith as an act of, of worship. That idea that, that is meant to, is meant to be the animating sort of, um, center of the choices that we make throughout the day. And then how we relate to God's word and in the place that it holds in our life, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that is where we find Jesus. That's where he, that's where Mm -hmm. he has made himself known to us. And what better way to, to get to know him and Mm -hmm. to, to experience uh, communion with him than to go meet him in his word, go find the the promises about him in the old Testament Mm -hmm. and see the, the disclosure uh, of him in the, in the gospels. And then the, the commentary that's made on what it, what he's accomplished and what life with him is to look like, Mm -hmm. uh, in the rest of the new Testament. It's just, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful gift. And it's, it's, it's really an essential component of, um, of our life of discipleship, Mm -hmm. um, that we would, that we would read his word, that we would take up and read, uh, and, and seek to obey and seek Mm -hmm. to do what it calls us to do. So any, uh, just on a real practical level, do you have any specific uh, counsel that you would give someone who maybe New Year's resolution, man, I want to be be more diligent uh, as, a, as a reader, as a student of God's word? Any practical helps that you would that you would give? Sure. First of all, I would pray and ask God to give me that heart yeah. because it's just not natural for us. Yep. And so I would start definitely there. And then, you know, ask you or ask me, you know, for some really practical Bible helps that will help you study the Word of God and learn how to practically apply it. Um, and then, you know, realize you've got the God of the universe. He's going to be right there in the middle of it with you, mm-hmm. helping you because he wants you to grow yeah. and become more like Christ. So those are some of the things I would start with. Excellent. Uh, maybe last thing, and I didn't, I didn't prepare you for this. So, uh, would you be willing to share what your typical, um, routine is? Mm -hmm. Uh, what do you do in in your spiritual disciplines? What is this, what is the practice of, of knowing and obeying scripture, Mm -hmm. how you're cultivating that? What does that look like for Karen? Um, I do have a, um, devotion every morning. Um, and some, and Greg and I kind of look at it as it's a commitment Mm -hmm. because, Honestly, I don't want to get up every morning <laughs> and have this devotion. So I'm committing to him, to our Lord, as I would commit to Greg. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, so that's an idea. Um, I usually ask God, you know, what book of the Bible would He would like for me to study? I do have the commentary, so I use that. And and then because it's a practical commentary, it does challenge me. So I look at ways where I can grow. It is my time to talk with the Lord. Okay, where do I need to change? How am I, you know, doing well? How am I needing to improve? And then actually applying, you know, um, something out of what I'm learning, making a, and being intentional in applying. That's one thing we just tend to live life, Mm. but God wants us to be intentional. So, um, so being intentional and and what I find, and you'll probably laugh at this, is if there's an area I need to grow in, either through Greg or through some kind of circumstance, God will throw that into my radar screen. Mm-hmm. Okay, Karen, let's start practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, we And another thing um, Greg and I do, we read books together, like books from Paul Miller, Jack Miller, um, Paul Tripp. You know, we try to stay in, you know, and see what other people are talking about. And um, we find that very helpful as well. Um, as a biblical counselor, I have to be in the Word of God. Um, I have to be studying 
but I also have to be feeding. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of a difference. There's kind of like a work Bible for my clients, Mm. but I have to have my own meat and potatoes, so to Mm. speak. I have to be feeding because if I'm not growing and changing and cultivating a deeper relationship with the Lord, I can't expect anybody else that he puts in front of me to do. I'm, I really appreciate you saying that. And this, you know, if anyone is still listening to this podcast (laughs) at this point, we're now only going to talk about things that maybe are germane to our lives. But, um, for me and a lot of pastors, I know they, they do sermon prep kind of in their devotions. And I've had to really put a high wall between Mm -hmm. my devotional life and feeding my soul. And then what I'm going to say into a microphone on Sunday morning. Um, not that there is not a devotional component to study Mm and sermon preparation, Mm -hmm. but for me, I've had to, there's that, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a spiritual practice of secrecy. There's certain things that are just for me and for my soul, for Mm -hmm. the Lord. And so I'm always, uh, reading something I'm not, I have no plan on teaching on, uh, in, in my devotional life. So this year in my devotions, I've, I've basically, um, for my, my morning, uh, Bible reading, I'm just reading, I'm going straight through the Gospels, three chapters a day, and when I get to the end of John, I go back to Matthew. And so I should have counted how many times I've gone through it, (laughs) Um, but I really, this year, I just wanted, I just want, I just want to be amazed at Jesus again. I want Mm -hmm. to, I want to see uh, the way that he relates to people. I want to see the way that he teaches, the way that he, um, the way that he loves, uh, the way that he has compassion. And I just wanted that to be the theme uh, for this year for me, and I chose that before I knew what 2020 was going <laughs> to have for me. And it's been re- it's been really rewarding and really helpful. And obviously, we haven't taught a gospel um, mm-hmm. uh, since you know we finished John mm-hmm. last year, um, sometime. But I found that to be a really helpful full practice. I'm going to do something different next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly what yet, but for me, I, it has been really important to keep to keep those as separate things because I don't want uh, I don't want my my personal study and the things that are to feed my soul, uh, to, to get, to start to feel like work, um, and to keep those things separate. And so that's not for everybody, but I've just found that that's essential for me. Yeah. And, you know, just, if I can piggyback on just reading through the gospels and seeing our Lord and how he interacts and just his compassion and his tenderheartedness, um, you know, that's why it's so important to be in the word because you do see your savior because as he's interacting with these people on the page that's how he interacts with us yeah. every day that's right you know even going through jeremiah you know here the israelites are going into exile but you see god's heart over and over mm-hmm. just warning them trying to call them back say i've got so much more for you mm-hmm. and but if you're not in the word you don't know this god that's right and that's why it's so important can't stress it enough yeah he he waits to make himself known to us. He's there. He's mm-hmm. ready. He's ready to to meet with his people, and he delights to. Mm-hmm. And so, man, um, I'm excited to to double my redouble my efforts <laughs> and my commitment to to know and obey the Bible. Uh, and I'm praying that this year um, there would be uh, as we as we step into 2021 that mm-hmm. there would just be uh, that what 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 might God want to do if our church really embraced a uh, commitment to to reading understanding and knowing his word and so uh, four things to consider if you want to know and obey the bible better obviously 
we, we skipped past the, the main one, which is you got to read it. Um, <laughs> but consider, consider uh, an attention audit. Consider uh, that God wants, to be, wants you to be a doer and not just a hearer of his word. Consider your identity as a, as a child of the king, as a lifelong learner, as a disciple. And consider that, that all things, everything that you do is meant to be done as an act of faith as an act of worship to Jesus. Um, those are four things to think about, to consider, to meditate on, and ask the Lord to give you uh, the grace that you need to grow. So this was really helpful. Thanks so much for talking with us today. We appreciate you. Thanks, Karen. Okay. Thank you. Thank you again for having me.